0: The Mini Break, your day podcast for the Biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Friday, July 21st. It's a championship weekend on the horizon with a couple of competing storylines. What are those storylines? Well, that's what I want to get into here on today's show. I think it's a weekend that sees a bunch of veterans competing against relative newcomers in the pro tennis world, of course. We've got five tour-level events, so it's not surprising that we have a Couple of different storylines to monitor, but of course, on one hand, you have veterans such as the veterans we see still alive in Palermo players like Sarah Ceribes Tormo, Jasmine Paolini, Meyer Sharif on the men's side, players like John Isner, Kasper Ruud, Andre Rublev, they're all still alive at our various events on the calendar this week. That's one side of the equation. On the other hand, you've got some new names in the mix. Certainly, the rise of Alex Mickelson, the 18-year-old Georgia signee who wins his first Challenger event last week in Chicago. He leverages that into a first-career ATP Tour-level semifinal this week in Newport. It's not just players like him. It's just about everyone you have still alive at our ATP event this week in Stad. Guys like Hamad Medvedevich, the 20-year-old who continues an exceptional week of plays. First, it was a win over Dominic Team. In three sets today, a straight set win over Yannick Hoffman. You've got a guy like Medvedevich, a guy like Pedro Kashin, who may be a bit more established with his challenger credentials than Medvedevich, but certainly hasn't had big breakthrough moments at the tour level. He's got the opportunity to do that in reaching a semifinal in Stad. You've got players on the women's side like Jung Chin Wen in Palermo, players in Budapest like Maria Timofeva, Claire Lou. They've all got opportunities to make a big breakthrough this week at the tour level and so there're plenty of things to monitor this championship weekend do we have a 1000 level event do we have grand slam tennis we do not but between our five tour level events between the ultimate tennis showdown UTS back in action happening in LA I know our dear friend Gil Gross is helping to cover that event for our friends at Tennis Channel you've got Hopman Cup action happening as well and we'll talk about the significance of Hopman cup what actually occurred throughout the course of the event next week but there's a lot of tennis on the calendar plenty of things to keep you all engaged as tennis fans even if it appears like this week should be a relative lull in the calendar and to help prepare all of you tennis fans, for another jam-packed championship weekend. What, of course, I want to do on today's show is run you through the last 24 hours at the tour level. What were the results we saw today at our five tour level events? We'll get into all of them here on today's show. Of course, we've got a lot of other great content available for all of you tennis fans. Should you be looking for some tennis, uh, I should say, content? throughout the course of the weekend whether it be our Great Shout podcast feed cracked interviews podcast feed maybe you've saved breakpoint for this post Wimbledon hypothetical wall in the calendar and you know now you want to get into those episodes well of course Gil Gross and I have recorded episodes recapping nine of the 10 Netflix episodes. So if that's what you're looking for, we've got you covered here at Cracked Rackets as well. All of that content available wherever you listen to your podcast or on our website, crackedrackets.com. Of course, the reason we are able to offer you updates on the day-in, day-out happenings in the tennis world here on this show is because of the support we get from our dear friends at Tennis Point. And look, before you know it, the summer will be over. Now's the time. Make that extra effort. Spend, I don't know, 30, 45, maybe an hour on court every day and just enjoy this sport. It really is the best in the world. I've been so fortunate to be on a bit of a tennis bend myself. I think I've played 12 of the last 16 days and I haven't done that since college. It's really nice to have confidence in my forehand again, to have confidence in my game once again. And I do think that confidence spills into other aspects of my life. And I think tennis fans everywhere, that's a feeling that will resonate with all of you. It's just better when you're playing better. You feel good. You look good. You play good. Tennis Point will have you covered. Tennis-point.com for all of the latest and greatest equipment in the tennis world. Use our promo code CR15 at checkout to let them know we sent you there. Tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. All right. Let's talk about Friday, July 21st at the ATP and WTA Tour levels. We're going to start today, as promised, on the women's side of things. And let's look at the higher profile event. It's funny. I saw a tweet from our Crack Rackets contributor, Damian Coos, saying what you choose to watch this weekend is indicative of perhaps your more broadly feelings towards what you prefer as tennis because... Again, you've got a bunch of veterans, the Roods, the Rublevs competing in Bostad, players like, again, here in Budapest, Sarah saribez tormo who I know isn't seated, but, you know, she's been a top 50 player for a lot of the past few years. Players like Meyer Sharif, Jung Chin, Wen, Jasmine, Paolini, they're all top 60 players, perhaps a bit known than they're, more known than their counterparts still alive in Budapest. Similarly, again, in Bostad, the more... Perhaps pronounced example, players like Rude Rublev still alive versus in Stad where you've got a Medvedevich or perhaps a Pedro Kachin. What you choose to watch, it, uh, it tells me a little bit about you, I suppose, as a tennis fan. No judgment necessary nor going to happen. Anyways let's get back on track. Here's what's going on in Palermo heading into championship weekend. Your semifinals are set. Only one three-set match on the day. That was your biggest upset as Jasmine Paolini knocks off top seed Daria Kasatkina. Paolini, the 27-year-old, a three-set victory. 6-4, 4-6, 6-3. Semifinal number six at the tour level for Jasmine Paolini, who perhaps most importantly defends the semifinal points she earned last season at this event. And look, Paolini's got three semifinals she had to defend from last season coming into this week. That's the three she reached last year in Palermo, Warsaw, Kluge, Napoca, obviously Palermo the first coming up this week. It's a job well done. By the 27-year-old to advance to the semifinal, and you look for Paulini. 22 and 18 overall this season. You know her most significant results have come at the 125 level, where she won an event in Florence in the middle of May. She won an event in Makarska, excuse me, at the start of June. I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation. You know, for Paulini, she's one in three. At the slams this year, and to sustain a top 75 ranking, you really gotta filter in some quarterfinals, semifinal tour level runs. She got one in Lyon in the start of January. Now a second tour level quarterfinal for her on the season here this week in Palermo. You look at what she has to defend the la- the end half of the year. She made a final in Cluj-Napoca in October. Again, still the Warsaw semifinal coming up, a Porterose quarterfinal, Parma quarterfinal in September as well. A lot of points still on the calendar for 27-year-old Jasmine Paulini. I will say this was a perfect matchup for her. Kasichina, again, more reactive than proactive, right? Her defensive skills, exceptional. She does an excellent job of finding the outer third. She does an excellent job of, dare I say, just hitting the ball where you are not. And yet, paulini has got weapons. And the only thing she needs to deploy those weapons is time. And certainly she had time in her matchup today against Daria Kassakina because Casakina is not again, does not hit the biggest balls, not the best at generating pace, and so it was a credit to the patience of Paulini that she pulls through in three set Again, first semifinal for her at the tour level this season. You look for Paolini in the rankings now. In defending these points, she's able to sustain her spot. 51 right now in the live rankings. Actually up one spot, I suppose, from the start of the week. She wins another match. She'll be up to number 46. She's got to win the event to reach a new career high. If she does, though, she will reach a new career high of number 39. And again, she's two matches away from doing so. An excellent result for the. 27-year-old Paulini, who, again, is a player to watch. Not 30,000-foot view. Do I think she's winning slams? No. But from a rankings perspective, she could be a big mover down this final third stretch of the 2023 season. So someone to keep an eye on, certainly. Another player who has kind of flown under the radar, dare I say, the Greek spoor Benjamin Bonzi-esque player of the WTA Tours, Maya Sharif, the former Fresno State Pepperdine college tennis standout now top 40 player in the world. She hasn't gotten to the top 40 in the traditional route. And what I mean by that is this is just the third semifinal in the career of 27-year-old Meyer Sharif at the tour level, and yet you look for Sharif, 40-22 and overall in her last 52 weeks. It's her sixth semifinal in that last 52-week stretch. Three of those have come at the 125K level. One of them have come at the 100K level. Now, it's worth noting she has four titles right now she's defending on her resume. A title in Parma at the tour level last year, then three 125K events uh, over the course of the past. 52 weeks to this season, both in June, one in November as well. Look, Sharif can grind and that forehand grip is extreme, but that slower, higher bouncing clay courts obviously allow her a little bit more time to deploy that weapon. Her backhand translates across surfaces. She's also just always physically, mentally in the fight. And again, the statistics aren't going to wow you. She's very good at breaking serve. If you don't have an elite weapon, that's why she's so successful at the 125 level. You know, again, she hasn't faced a seeded opponent yet this week in reaching the semifinals. Gets a straight set victory over Kami four 4-1 today, to get into the quarterfinals. But look, again, Sharif can just grind. And You know, this portion of the calendar, this opportunity to play a Clay Court event in Palermo at 250 that didn't see a ton of top 20 players in the main draw, this is an absolute must capitalize moment in the calendar for Sharif. And to her credit, she has absolutely done that. You know, again, with this semifinal result, she sustains her spot inside the top 40. Meyer Sharif right now, 31 in the live rankings, new career high. You ready for this fun fact, folks? Meyer Sharif is the highest ranked player who played college tennis right now in the WTA singles rankings. Not Daniel Collins, not Jennifer Brady. No, it's Meyer Sharif. I'm curious who's number two right now. Is it Astra Sharma? No, it's Collins at 48. Number one, though, shout out to you, Meyer Sharif, 31 in the live rankings. 31! Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You jump seven spots when you make the third. Career tour level semifinal. That's nuts. I didn't expect that. And again, that's a testament to the physicality. It's a testament to the work ethic. It's a testament to the tenacity of Meyer Sharif, who does not have the biggest weapons, but man, does she fight. Credit to Sharif into the semifinals. It's fun contrast in both of our matchups as Sharif, more of a grinder, going to take on the always powerful Jung Chin-Wen, and I said this was a massive week for Chin-Wen. She was the player I was watching most, well, the 20-year-old, into just her second semifinal of the season. She made a semifinal at the start of the year uh, back in I believe Abu Dhabi, yep, there it is, and now, you know, again, the semifinal here in Palermo, she's through 4-2 and over Emma Navarro, her power just overwhelmed Navarro, junction went unbroken in the match, she won 85% of her first serve points, made 62% of her first serves, double, excuse me, eight aces on the day, she just had Navarro, again, Navarro has become, uh, she's gotten so much better as a mover, so fast, and she's a good mover, but against elite pace, she still struggles a little bit, and that's what Jung Chin-Wen brings. And again, for someone who has dealt with so many different injuries this season which with a big portion of the calendar on a surface where she should have a ton of success given she's a top 10 server on the WTA Tour – this is exactly the confidence boost Jung Chinwen needs heading into the North American hardcourt stretch. And it's a dangerous thing for the rest of the tour that she's getting confident here this week in Palermo Chinwen, Straight set winner over Emma Navarro. Again, I think the matchup with Sharif is on her racket, though, for what it's worth, according to the Tennis Abstract singles forecast, given all of her clay court success at the 125K level, Meyer Sharif a 55.4% favorite in tomorrow's matchup, according to the singles forecast forecast. Of course, again, if you like the contrast, you get the heavy hitting of Paulini versus the grind that is Sara Ceribes tormo and ceribes tormo into the semifinals, 1-6 over Clara Burrell. Again, given all the injuries she's faced, Sara Ceribes tormo back up to number 86 in the live rankings. That is awfully impressive. And you look for Ceribes tormo ninth career tour level semifinal, 20-13 now overall in her last 52 weeks. I'll say it, Sarah Cerebus Tormo's back, and she's never someone who's going to be, you know, a top 10 unequivocal player in terms of the weapons she possesses, but another player who is just in For the fight. Again, your semi final matchups in Palermo. It will be Paulini versus Serebez Tormo. Serebez Tormo 1 0 in the career head to head, 58.1% favorite. Sharif Junction Wen first career head to head matchup, Sharif, a 55.4% favorite. But according to the singles forecast, it really is anyone's game down the home stretch in Palermo. That is where things stand there. Let's move over now to Budapest. One. Quarterfinal still to finish. Stolar Bindel won all that match. Suspended. That said, you did have three results on the day. How about Maria Timofiva? Timofeeva, the 19-year-old Russian, into her first career tour level semifinal. She three sets Darius Savi in round number one. By the way, she was a lucky loser into this event. One and one over Diana Schneider in the round of 16. Now 6-2 six, in the third. She knocks out Kaya Yvonne. I'm not sure how she's doing it. Again, every point is just a little bit different for Timofeeva, and you have a result like this unequivocally. You're just on the radar moving forward, and for Timofeeva now, 36 and 21 overall in her last 52 weeks of play, she's up to a new career high of number 172 in the live rankings. I owe you all a further deep dive on all things Timofiva. I promise that is my task tomorrow. She's going to take on Nadia Podoroska. I said at the start of the week, is playing good tennis. And you look now uh, for the Argentinian, who, of course, has dealt with so many injuries over the past few years, 26-year-old, into the semifinals here in Budapest. 40 and 30 overall now over her last 52 weeks, 26 and 19 here this season. But, you know, again, back to finding success in tour-level clay court events, which is, of course, how she made her breakthrough. Put back up to number 66 in the live rankings. She's going to get to play all the big events now, moving forward, 1 and 3 over Avanesian, You know, again, you want to be tested. How ready are you physically for the fight at the tour level? Take on Nadia Podoroska. So that is why that is the film session I'll be locked into tomorrow. Of course, shout out to Claire Lou. We've been fortunate enough to speak with Claire Lou over the years here on our Cracked Interviews podcast feed. The 23-year-old Lou into the semifinals via a straight set victory over Anna Karolina Schmidlova. It's a third career semifinal at the tour level for Lou. All of those results coming in the last 15 months with this result, Lou back up to number 77, up 11 spots, keeps her in the top 100, her in the mix for all the big hardcore events coming up. Look, again, she's best on this surface because she just has more time on her hands to get into her weapons, to swing through the ball freely. And look, she's 24 and 27 over her last 52 weeks, 16 and 19 overall here on the season. That said, a lot of first round wins. For Claire Liu, whether it's coming through qualifying first round win in Adelaide, a first round win in Australia, Uh, she gets through, uh, excuse me, a first round match in Indian Wells, two victories in Miami, a first round win in Rome, a first round win at Roland Garros, now a semifinal here in Budapest. It doesn't sound like a lot. But winning your first-round matches is what keeps you in the ballgame and what has otherwise been a year with some struggles. There are a couple of three-match losing streaks. I think she's lost three consecutive matches three different times this year. Through all of that, there has been some consistency. And again, it's a credit to Claire Lou now finding her stride, reaching her first semifinal of the season, third of her career. Now look, she's got some serious points to defend down the season's home stretch. Quarterfinals in Tokyo, semifinals in Monastir at the end of last season, sustains top 100 ranking gets to a third career semifinal this week in Budapest and again is going to face a fatigued Stolar or bandel given they're both probably going to have to play two matches on Saturday. Whomever wins is going to have to face the weapons of Claire Lou. That is an advantageous position for the 23-year-old American. Uh, certainly again going to be fun to monitor, monitor Timofiva Podoroska. I'll have a report for you all tomorrow and then Claire Lou versus the winner of Stolar bandel That's your action in Budapest. That's everything that's happening right now at the two level on the women's side let's move over now to our men's side of things and look we're going to talk Bostad tomorrow and there will be a podcast tomorrow because I'm traveling Sunday to Los Angeles back on the T2 grind but Bostad was pretty simple today the better player won every match and I did a big thing on Caspar Rude yesterday three and four over Sebastian Ofner. Rude is just hitting his backhand well again the depth the angle the pace, how well he's opening things up with the forehand. He it, again, he systematically went about finding that opener forehand to go uh, to eventually break it down or draw the short ball for himself. He's just locked in, and he's going to have to be tomorrow as he earns a three after his three and four victory a date with Lorenzo Musetti. Musetti was cranking in sets 2 and 3 and he is so quick, so explosive. So his improvisational excellence is just a delight to follow. 466162 he knocks off Filip Misalic, again. Musetti right now sitting at 18 in the live rankings, sitting at what? 21 in the points race. It's a really good spot to be at 21 years old the guy who can still play the next gen finals this year and probably will. Um just given where I don't think he's ever won the event, even though it is an indoor hardcourt event, which traditionally has not been his best surface. Still, outdoor clay courts certainly have been in. That's a real test. Rude, Musetti. That's why I want to lead with Bostad tomorrow, because the matches are really good. You just don't often have the top four seeds all making it to the semifinal round. And I know Sinner wasn't a top four seed, but we kind of got that at Wimbledon. Well, we have that this week in Bostad. Rude versus Musetti. Rublev, who... Beats Zverev 2-3, Zverev too shaky, Zverev typical double fault mixed in service games to get broken. The pace of Rublev just kept him on the front foot for the majority of the match, even though it was only one break of serve in the second. Rublev going to face Sarandolo after Sarandolo advances in straight sets. Coria made the match physical, but just, you know, is a grinder. And he just could not ultimately get a by a ball by Serundolo when he needed to. The match was on Serundolo's terms. Boy, when he ever whenever he wanted to unload into a forehand, he absolutely could. It's really fun matchups. Rude Musetti one-one career head-to-head. Serundolo actually one zero in the career head-to-head with Rublev. Rude a sixty-one point five percent favorite. Rublev sixty-one point seven. I would lean Kasparu just because Musetti's had to survive, and he's been a little streaky. He's coming out of the gate slow. The backhand, I don't remember his backhand backswing being as big as it looks right now. It feels like he's holding that backswing a little longer, in order to accentuate the drive-through, and certainly he's firing it right now on all cylinders, but I just think he's too reactive, and when you're reactive to Kasper it means Casper's in his patterns, inside-out, inside-out, inside-in forehand. I think the depth of his backhand will give Musetti some struggles. I mean, Musetti's going to have to fire the backhand down the line well to keep Kasper honest, and he has hit that shot well, particularly today, I think Casper gets through in straights. He's just playing that well right now. Hmm. Sarandolo or Rublev? Three sets. Rublev, 6-4 in the third. I think that match is really good, though. Francisco Sarandolo is balling. And again, Sarandolo's sitting at 21 in the live rankings. Sarandolo's 16th in the points race. Francisco freaking Sarandolo. He is a veteran, but he feels, again, I feel like he hasn't quite sunk in in the way some of his peers his age have. Sarandolo obviously spending more time at the challenger level than some of his 24-year-old contemporaries, but, man, uh, that's a really fun weekend. Again, Rude Musetti, Sarandolo Rublev. We'll talk about the results on tomorrow's show. In Stad. it's it's going to be funky. I mean, again, it's a fun set of semifinals. Pedro Kachin just... Was unfazed by the steadiness of Jaime Munar. He gets through three and three. Albert Ramos Vinolas ARV ing get up against Juan Pablo Varias. He gets through six four in the third. Mirmir Kasmenovic down an early break in the third. Zizu Bergs caught fire with his serve forehand weapon uh, as a weapon combination. Kasmenovic, though. Gets Bergs to blink, serving for the match at five four. He doubles away that game, and then Kasmanovic able to break after a forehand inside out goes uh, inside in. Excuse me, goes astray. So Kasmanovic survives seven five in the third, and he gets the matchup we're looking for. The all Serbian ma- uh, Excuse me, that's not true because Hamad Medjedovic is at the top of the draw, and Medjedovic three and three over Jana Konfman. His weapons are just real. 21, uh, the twenty one, the twenty year old has the size. And the pace to impose himself, and that is what he did to Hanfman, who had an early break chance in the first. And who knows if Honfman can convert on that pass, if Medvedevich doesn't just guess perfectly uh, where that match goes from there. But Medvedevich did guess correctly, and look, it was a clean kill, 3-3. Three and three. His weapons are just that good Uh Kachin, Medyedovic, uh, 51-49, Medyedovic the favorite according to the Tennis Abstract singles forecast. And by the way, obviously first career semifinal at the tour level for the 20-year-old Medyedovic, now up to a new career high, 144 in the live rankings. Medyedovic, 51% favorite, Kasmanovic, 62% favorite, though for what it's worth, Ramos-Vina lost 1-0 in the career head-to-head. That's your action in Stad in Newport, Only two matches on the day. They were both excellent. Isner, 7-6 in the third over Tommy Paul. Isner goes up an early break in the third. Tommy somehow manages to get the break back. Isner wasn't relentless. He served. He volleyed. He imposed himself moving forward. That was a top 25 grass court level match, though. That was a really fun three-setter between the two. And look, that's just what Isner can do on this surface on the right day with his serve. Obviously, most notably, is the fact that 18-year-old Alex Mickelson is through to his first career tour-level semifinal. The 18-year-old now up to a new career high, number 153 in the live rankings. He's just got it. The way young Jack Sock just had it. The contact on his forehand. I know that grip is funky. It feels like he's playing that ball so close to his body. But how well he turns through and explodes into that ball. His feel moving forward. How well he knocks off volleys. I mean, this is a junior Wimbledon doubles champion. But you see that, those hands, that prowess, his serve, his spots. How well he moves already at his size. He's the real freaking deal. 3-3 3-3 three three over Mackey. He was the one on his front foot. He was the one moving forward. Mackey was forced to react. Again, Mackey was reactive, forced to respond to everything Mickelson threw at him. Those weapons are just real. Look, we'll wait for him to make the announcement, but as Tommy Paul said, as so many people seem to indicate, that is a game ready for the pro circuit. So unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to see the Georgia signee play any matches in Athens at any point in his career. That said... Isner Mickelson, a couple of hypothetical Georgia Bulldogs. Umber Manorino, couple of Frenchmen. That's a fun set of semifinals in Newport this weekend. Again, if you're on the East Coast, Newport's accessible. Pop on by. You get to see the Tennis Hall of Fame and you get to see some really Good tennis as well. That said, that's your setup, your look at the upcoming championship weekend on the ATP and WTA Tours. We will be back tomorrow to break down the semifinals, preview the finals. Of course, a shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff for the <laughs> of an ending job he does day in, day out, making all of our content possible. You can find everything we're up to here at Crack Rackets on our website, CrackRackets.com. A shout out as always to the support we get from our friends at Tennis Point here on this show and remember for the latest and greatest products in the tennis world at the best prices go to tennisdashpoint.com and use our promo code cr15 today with all of that said for the fantastic super producer daniel westoff our friends at tennis point from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you know what we say that's the break we'll talk to you all tomorrow thanks everyone